and the program marches forward, we are in Toronto in front of a live audience and online via thecomicden.com, the official podcast of Anime North, uh, with Angela Jordan, James Austin, I'm Mike Nicholas, around the table in anime conversation with you. Oh yeah, I guess we should mention who, who isn't here at the moment, because we should, you know, guess who's not here? Can I guess? <laughs> yeah, take it one guess. Hmm. Actually, plenty of people Does aren't here. Does this start with N yeah, and last times. name S? Uh, well, you know the deal, right? Um... Neil's not here because uh, it is another migraine concern. Although it may not, I don't think it's necessarily his own. So I think he was being a saint, wasn't he? Yeah, he was being a saint. Um. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dean's on vacation somewhere in Turkey, from everything I understand. Um. Where else do we go? Oh yeah, Clarissa's still on va- on her long vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's vacation. It's, it's, it's called, work. Uh, it's, it's work. Oh, it's, it's, it's school. school. Um, and everyone else, well, this is the beginning of the school year here at uh, York University, so we're still trying to settle in. So only three around the table. Glad you can make it, Andrew. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's just quickly move on because um, we've talked enough conventions, and I know we're going to be talking more in the near future because we didn't say all we want to say about both Fan Expo and to yeah, lesser pro- extent. Uh, it's funny because we kind of had overlap from the last digest because remember we talked mm-hmm. a bit about that there and I talked about Gunslinger Girl and Yosemite. Yeah. Those are two other big ones I was reading manga wise. So, oh yeah. Okay. Anyway, but aren't we going to move on? Yes, to that let's move on. Let's move staple on. Staple of an institution in American economics, the <laughs> Wall Street Journal. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, let's, uh, let's do that. Last season we talked a little bit about the Japanese government's use of anime and manga in promoting the country or as we called it back then, Japan cool. While I guess many welcomed the idea, we knew it would be seen as a little weird, and we knew that sooner or later there would be a written criticism of the idea. Enter an article found on the, World St- uh, on the Wall Street Journal website on August 31st. Princeton student Bianca Bosker criticized the Japanese government's use of anime and manga, citing much of the questionable material in it, saying that it may actually reflect badly upon Japan in the long run, and even going as far as saying it could be propaganda, in the negative sense. While we, while we can sit here and defend anime and manga, and we have in the past, or even diminish, uh, dismiss some of this and diminish her argument, this one holds some stroke because of the fact it appeared in the Wall Street Journal. And that, uh, add that to the fact that some in Japan may actually agree. So what do you guys think? Uh, well, I guess what I can say is, first of all, um, they actually give a figure, which I don't think we even knew about uh, before, 20 million yen, which they translate into 175,000 uh, American dollars is what they're using to promote uh, Japan overseas through uh, this program. Mm-hmm. And that probably is a tip in the bucket considering what we see governments spend money on these days. So it's not like it's a big thing, but I do understand where she's going. It's just there's all these misconceptions which have been brought by other people, such as the one she uses about the biggest problem is the highly sexualized nature of the form, which can be especially seedy, if not illegal. Earlier this year, 13 manga comics, including Rate Me in My School Uniform, so on and so forth, which was from the Kyoto uh, Prefecture that banned these, were actually all doujinshi, and there were moe and all that stuff. They weren't actual mainstream manga that Helped you would find or bring over here. You so know what I mean? This is like somebody, mm-hmm. somebody and, else made and themselves. So, and so yeah. that, that gives me fear that they're not differentiating. They're not looking beyond. They're not com- 
they're not doing the right they're, thing. And then the I think thing that's is, I think the phrase that the Icarus blog used was uh, broad, yep, big broad brush. stroke. Mm-hmm. And that's why even in there, uh, Simon from Icarus, he may know a lot of this because he is, of course, in the hentai business. But he has valid points and knows about all the laws. The other thing, though, is he talks about Heo Makizaki. Uh, Miyazaki. Miyazaki. I know. I. That sounds <laughs> awful since I have watched his films. I apologize. <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> you mentioned you hardly did, though. No, I, I did watch his films. It's just you got to take time. There's life, you know. Anyway, but he was famously worried about global popularization. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're, you're trying. This is now we have dead air because you're killing me, Austin. <laughs> I mentioned the whole meal. Think I'm a fucking retard now. It doesn't matter now. I've just lost. Keep going. All. Just keep going. Anyway, um, he was worried about popularization of anime globally because of, of, as we know, underbelly of all trends and stuff like that. And in this case, Dozinchi, Iraq Dozinchi, and all that stuff mm-hmm. because you can't hide it. There's mm-hmm. Comic And what's all that? Dozinchi. And sooner or later, you're going to see it. And uh, But, of course, we can't really say that because on the internet, you can see tons of stuff, hentai-wise, all over the place. You can, see mm-hmm. tons of, you can see tons of porn not necessarily from Japan. Well, that's the thing. You talk about America selling itself, American culture, America, what it is. Porn is a part of that, I hate to tell them. The other, I think the, I, it's not like I out there, the, I'm just I think the I think the crux is she's critical of the Japanese government actually putting Japanese... You know, uh, public money into its promotion. The U.S. doesn't necessarily. What does it do? They? I don't think so. Uh, or For at, which? at the very worst, it's tax breaks in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, in Canada, there's a fund. Yeah, no, in, there's a in, fund. In Japan, there's a, I guess a fund too, or at least uh, some form of uh, government money being used in the promotion. And that's where she's critical of this. Or uh, I, that's a that's one of the points I think she's critical. But if you take a look at what this. they're actually doing with the money, they're not using the money to make anime about how great Japan is and then trying to sell it to us. What they're doing is they set up the International Manga Award where anybody can submit their manga and get it in a Japanese magazine. Like, that's something that is going to have, is going to boost, uh, like, everybody, all the artists around culturally. Like, it's not something, it's not taking away anything from what there already is. Or even giving, Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, because they they or, make it sound like they're trying to indoctrinate it's, all mm-hmm. these other people that they were fighting against in World War II. Like, they're bringing up the old arguments and talking even at the end about, okay, they're talking about these Hong Kong fans that were at a convention saying we love Japan, all that stuff. And it's like, but will their parents and, like, how China is going against some of the stuff that's coming yeah, out. But this is true. old... But this is old hat. This is old hat. We've been talking about for years. And we talked about it last year. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, maybe for the Wall Street Journal, maybe it's not old hat. But for Mm -hmm. us, it is. I mean, the thing is, this is what I said. And we said this. I said this last. Or I said this. I said I've said something to this effect. There is a fear that, you know, that Japan could become another, another, the great imperial power that it was mm-hmm. I, I hate ago. to tell you but when you drop two nuclear yeah, bombs on it a does country, have an effect you, on do you country. think there was a little effect look at <laughs> all the manga and stuff talking about the atomic bombs talking about look at I think like, they, obviously 60 it, years later they still feel it to this point 61 like, years later I, I think right? and people are like or oh my god they're taking away the self defense force and they're making them a real army it's like well heck how are they going to do heavy lifting and help us in peacekeeping if they don't have a real army out there? You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, to do peacekeeping, you need a real army. You can't have, like, 
oh, we're self-defense force and all this other garbage. You know what I mean? Like, I understand where it's all coming from and I understand the view, but we have to look at the realistics of the situation. And sometimes you have, some things are really hard in history to overlook and there's a lot of pain when you look back at the past, but sometimes everyone has to take a seat and basically move forward with the future and it's a really, really difficult thing to do. And I joke around about being bitter about my past back at the beginning of the show Mm -hmm. uh, on Facebook. Um, the thing is at a point, um, it's okay to be like, yeah, you remember those things, but you know, you don't let it debilitate you. And if you don't care to care to truly make up, well, fine. Get on with it though. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is the thing is, is what I'm seeing here is someone still holding, like somebody still wanting to hold a grudge. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's sort of what the part of this whole criticism is about. And I know we're we probably would get tons of letters talking about all the atrocities that have been done in World War II and so on and so forth. And yes, I do understand all the things that have been done. And yes, we should never forget. You know what I mean? We have to remember so we don't do mm-hmm. the things we did in the past. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, but like the world you know doesn't I mean? yeah, the world doesn't have anything to fear from manga, you know. I firmly believe that. It's not like some crazy South Park chimp Pokemon conspiracy mm-hmm. going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes. You know what I mean? It's just cheap fun. As she says in the article, they were looking for cheap entertainment after the war. And this is what came of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's to entertain. It's not to send out like, and yes, the, I admit there have been those few that are on the edge. What was it? The one about hating Koreans and stuff like that. That really. Yeah, some of that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, there I, are I, those I can, odd ones. I can, any situation, I can understand but, but there are it, those odd ducks and there is the Iraq Dojinchi and all that and the Yaoi and all that. That's why I'm amazed Yaoi has managed to make it into the North American market the unnoticed. way it has. Completely unnoticed, basically. It just amazes me. But the thing so, is, like, I mean... Because imagine if she had the article on that. They'd be going <laughs> to their local bookstore and start a book burning. Oh, my goodness. No. <laughs> just a mat. Well, that, and, then that, and then we'd be setting ourselves back another bunch of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, there was two parts. Um, let's, go back, uh, let's go back to uh, the Icarus blog. You mentioned mm-hmm. this, right? Because uh, Simon, whoever... Who's Simon? Do you have a last name? Uh, I can't remember Simon's last name. It's awful. We just a lot of people just refer to him as Simon, but he is the head honcho and owner, of course, of Icarus, and he promotes not only his own stuff. He, he promotes on Euro manga. He all, promotes Yaoi manga. He promotes it all. He mentioned that this, like, his fear is that, and I don't know if he calls it a fear, but he he regards that this 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 uh that this will have a little steam if only because it's in the Wall Street Journal. But mm-hmm. he also took it twofold. One. You got, and this is where the Japanese themselves may actually start agreeing with um, Miss, uh, what's her name? Um, Miss Bosker. Miss Bosker. Um, people like he- uh, Hayao Miyazaki himself, like you mm-hmm. said, they, uh, they, they were, he's, he wants to cover up a lot of the underbelly of, of anime and manga. I think it's a common fear among fans here. Mm-hmm. Well, I and think then the other side was the other side was the government involvement mm-hmm. may involve sanitization of sorts. Another common I, fear, I hate but to say I think one been, that's less likely. I think it's a thing we've already talked about much before when we're talking about globalization and many countries, of course, used to be isolated and have their own cultures and their own things, but now with uh, globalization, that we all have to learn to live together and try to understand each other's own push buttons you know what i mean sort of thing hot buttons if you will for sure and sometimes you have to look and say 
do we really need this? And I don't think we really need your erotic doujinshi as much as people think they need it. Oh. Just like we don't need the porn industry as much as we think we need it. But at the same time, is it right to limit people from It's not doing right that? to limit people, no. but we have to understand where the buttons, like, we're too far is too mm-hmm. far. You know what well, I mean? Well, that's what Seven Seas discovered. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying ban pornography. I'm just mm-hmm. saying we have to know that there are certain things that are just not right and something we have to all agree upon. It's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Because every, all of us have our own stops and starts. But that's something more for the manga and anime companies in the United States to work out for themselves. This isn't something for the Japanese government to decide. Well, we talked about before where we think it would spill over into anime companies. And we talked about before when I asked the question of the Japanese artists mm-hmm. about if they think even though it's on the doujinshi side they make it sound like it's manga in general in this yeah so would it affect them in their decision making in the future because they know these international dollars are now important that they're trying to generate and so that's the interesting part as well to look at but the thing is as we mentioned before and i mentioned constantly with dark horse on the manga side they're unwilling to do the age ranks all the others do because it's like we've been fighting this battle as comics producers for years and years and years with the code and everything and they said look at books they don't have and they said yes we understand that we have to put our best foot forward shrink wrap the things make sure you have the parental advisory sticker everything so that the parents and everyone know this is for a certain adult audience Mm -hmm. and not for a younger age and we're putting our best foot forward, so it's time that everyone else kind of grows up and takes their foot forward. But unfortunately, we live in a world where reality doesn't always exist. No, no. We, don't, we live in a world where logic won't mm-hmm. uh, win this argument. Exactly. I know, I, I mean, can... Like people the thing, are, is, the oh. thing is, as much as we want to say, mm-hmm. you know, as much as we want to say, and this, is, this comes back to Simon's fear, mm-hmm. we want, you know, we, want, we can try and argue it and say anime and manga is not... A genre, it's a medium. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with it, anything can come out of it, whether it be, you know, something watchable for an entire family, something watchable for babies, right? Or tentacle rape. The, or, or right across the board, <laughs> it's a tentacle rape or school days. <laughs> Unwatchable by anyone. Uh, which is, you know, what, uh, which is watchable by, for those who can stomach it. Um, <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? The thing is, we can't, like, it's an argument that while good uh, on an unemotional logical sense isn't going to win so i mean are we we're are we doomed here in a sense for Uh, sure but i'm not sure i'm not sure like it we don't know how this um because remember this is an opinion article Mm -hmm. and opinion articles only go so far and it's like how many people reading the wall street journal as money hounds and all that stuff really care about this if anything else it might have been counterproductive because now there's a, a businessman who was reading the Wall Street Journal now wonders, okay, what's the uh, what's in it for me now? Mm-hmm. And some of them, like some there might of them, be something in it. Sex sells. Yes, indeed. No. Well, the porn industry might say that. <laughs> the other guys, like you know, what the they've been doing, like look at uh, uh, cartoons too. Bell and Bell Mobility in Canada, all that stuff with them going to allow porn on their phones and stuff like that. And then everyone's like, hold the phone. We can't have that because God only knows if Auntie Bay is on the. TTC are on the bus next to this young I fella think, watching the uh, thing. Um, now that well, was a good. Sense, now that was a so. good thing. But the thing we asked ourselves then is, internet is on the phone now, 
and look at what you can get on the internet as yeah, you no, say you know I mean? thing yesterday so with the iPod announcement yesterday but so. you know what the funny thing though I was going to mention is we didn't mention it kind of mentions at the end of the opinion article it says that Miss Bosker here has completed a Robert L Bartley fellowship at the Far Eastern Economic Review so it sounds like she has some basis where she's talking about it's unfortunate that the way she's went about it mm -hmm. but I, I wish she had done a little more research, but what can you do? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to try and go against her credentials because I'm sure she has some credentials to fall back on. Mm -hmm. It's just the way she went about her opinion article. Oh, we, we, we say this all at, because we're all at eye level or at, uh, at eye level with all of this. Or, you know, mm -hmm. we see, we, we've immer uh, over the years, we've all immersed ourselves in all of this. So we know, we, ha we have our research, we've experienced it. Mm -hmm. Right. So we can do our, uh, you know, we can defend this with emotion, mm -hmm. not, well, uh, with with more fo with just as much a focused emotion. The interesting, but by the way, that and that's yeah, one way to argue. And it, we're but. doomed. Anime fans are doomed in the sense that we're never going to get everyone to understand what it is about anime that we like. The fact that it's not all porn. The mm -hmm. fact that it's not all Pokemon. Like, there's always going to be articles like this written. What we got to do is look at. Like the effect that it has on the anime industry, and just hope for the best, I guess. Yeah. How How do you guys actually? This one last thing that we forgot to mention that they mentioned. How do you feel about them labeling this and saying she says, and there's a certain weirdness factor. The nearest <laughs> American counterpart to anime-inspired costume play or cosplay, as we like to call it, maybe Star Trek and Star Wars conventions. Those participants also dress up as their favorite characters. Those gathering have entered the border, cl broader cultural consciousness more as a source of late-night television humor than a viable goodwill export. How do you feel about that, either on those type of fans or on the fact that we're just yeah, a bunch of laughing? We already knew we were laughing stocks to begin with, but mm -hmm. we might as well enter the broader consciousness I of laughing stocks. <laughs> well, at least it's better than being seen as a threat. Yeah, for sure. I'd rather I mean, be seen well, as a weirdo than as... Uh, strange closet. Pervert. I think that I think I think they probably think we're weirdos as strange closet perverts because remember before yeah, no. that she talked about the right, erotic right. dzinchis, which kind of seem like they're mainstream manga that could be coming to our bookstore near you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean that's the other crux. I mean, <laughs> pedophiles banquet too now available at chapters. <laughs> no, thank you. I pass. I mean, you didn't pass on Simon's Icarus. Uh, <laughs> well, no, no, not that. that. No, no, you, 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 you. I know what I'm saying is you uh, get some stuff from them. I think was the monthlies. Was it EG? Me? Do I get anything monthly? Yeah, isn't the you get their monthly thing? Was it EG? No, monthly I, I, never, I don't get or it. Or was it someone? Someone it's somebody got else. It's somebody someone else. else. Uh, My brother I know gets it, but someone else I know. Gets I it, will regard. Okay, once again, and I said this way back. I will regard having a collection of some sort. <laughs> you make it sound like it could be anything. It could be like Barbies for all we know. It could be anyway. It's a collection. Take that for what it is. Um, well, at least you didn't. The thing, go is, the thing is, the thing is, I think the, the only question is, what type of collection is it, and is it is, does that collection pose a danger? You know what the kind of funny thing is to the society out of a whole. Funny Probably thing, not. Funny thing I just oh, thought about. And we we so talked weird. about. Uh, somewhere else, actually, at the comic den. Good thing it wasn't mentioned here. You know about uh, the figures in Japan with the removable, uh, how shall we say, undergarments, and how you have the people they bring them to the states and they're 
not removable for certain reasons, which I kindly respect. But other people take exception. I'm, I'm glad she didn't uh, do too much research on that fact because God only knows what they think of that. It's like men playing with dolls that are <laughs> undressable in ways that shouldn't be undressable. Wow. Wouldn't it be? It's not, it's not Ken with like the crazy <laughs> plastic tanned is it, is underwear. There, it's there the. Degree, uh, uh, is there a degree of. Um, I have no idea, and nor did I wish to explore the. Uh, I think they'd be too options. ashamed to raise an objection to something like that. <laughs> Just imagine if that was in the article there for a minute. Uh, oh, man. I don't know. We could go on and yeah, on. Yeah, we can go on and, on and, on, and on. on. Is there a counter? Is there a real effective. No, well, there is an effective account. There I think there's an, an, an effective, effective counter. It's just. Will it in the end work? But of course, I know some people... I don't still want to write them all. After the scandals with the New York Times and all that stuff, people said, why should we really care about the Wall Street Journal and what it has to say? Because a newspaper is a newspaper. It has Mm -hmm. its own opinions. It's in the opinion section. So why should we care? Yeah, as long as it's not directly threatening the anime industry, like the the comic code was directly threatening comics, Mm -hmm. then we're fine. Like As long as we can just stay in our own universe. The thing, though, is you got to have some feeling towards in my opinion because you got to remember that real people who make real decisions financial decisions and other people who knows who they are Mm -hmm. actually do read the wall street journal and maybe they did read and picked out and said hmm and read the whole thing through and now then it goes into the gray area of how did they interpret it did they think Hmm, maybe I should look into this more. Or did they take it all in for a certain amount? What you the hope. thing, though, is you got to remember, hopefully they remember, opinion article. So mm-hmm. that they actually look deeper beyond what's yeah. being said well, here. If they're investing based on reading one opinion article, then... I wouldn't say this is more for investment purposes. Might, mm-hmm. This isn't more about investment purposes. It's more talking about Japan trying to sell itself. It's about selling the brand, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And going against that, saying there are better ways to sell the brand. But hey, they talk about all their traditional arts, the kimono, sakura, all that I think stuff. The thing is, she's sing- yeah, and then she is ultimately just singling out one thing. Mm-hmm. And within it, she's singling out one th- specific thing within something still fairly narrow. Mm-hmm. The thing, though, is they're doing... It's as we talked about. Remember, we said like it's not even that much money. They're actually investing in this one little part of the whole broader plan like it's not just that they're doing they're doing all the stuff they've done before they're just adding another part of promotion to their pitch you know what i mean another Mm -hmm. layer and even the manga the international competition is a way to breed people and kind of get it out there and stuff like that they try to make it sound like oh my god something's happening with this but it really is nothing to worry about Mm -hmm. it's kind of like people getting together in an art form and trying to expand it and explore it in more ways than was ever done before. That's exactly what it is, and that can never be a negative thing. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, it's uh, like you said, it's an opinion piece. Mm-hmm. So what you hope is for people to ask the right questions, not just conclude, not just uh, conclude this as the answer. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, that doesn't that's, always happen. Doesn't always some... happen, but you know that's what you hope. Let's be optimistic. We gotta be. We gotta yeah. be, or otherwise uh, we can't do any more shows. <laughs> oh, on that note, on that note, uh, on on the topic of Yokoso Japan, and uh, and the promotion in terms of tourism, Pop Japan Tours has also announced uh, some more um, trips to Japan with various anime themes. I think one on for winter, one for uh, Miyazaki, one for um, Yuri and Yaoi. 
Yeah, no, I, I think actually the funny the thing, I looked, I looked at them, kind of and it's kind interesting. of interesting going it as an otaku, but they do add extras here and there if you want to pay for it to go to the actual cultural things yeah. like the temples. The, um, the, ho- the thing is, the thing is... And it's is, not just the Tokyo Tower. Manga, other. To this gen- to many of the, uh, the under, like, under, tw- under 30 generation now, or give or take. I mean, the, the hook is all it will be, it starts as anime, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but as anime and manga. But it's, it's, that's, that's just what it is. It's just a hook. It's not the be all and end all. And sometimes there are other little things that maybe were hinted at that are still worth looking. And then this is what perhaps, that, that's perhaps what you can sort of hope for. Mm-hmm. That they wouldn't mm-hmm. just stick to anime, but and actually. Then, like, like, we, like, I mean, through anime and manga, and we've, said, we've heard this line before, we have our own preconceived notions about Japan, mm-hmm. which in the end are actually still very far from truth. Still fairly far from truth, from, from the reality. Well, it depends on how far you go. Like, I was in, I'm always interested in history and interested in cultures and peoples and geography and all that stuff. So I kind of look at things with a more sensitive eye. So it's always interesting when I know one thing and then you see it perceived through a medium such as, for example, anime and manga. It's like, hmm, that's interesting how mm-hmm. they perceive that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, but there's, a, there's some food for thought. Um, I don't think it's such a bad idea to, for, to, for this campaign. I, I personally think it's in, interesting. I just like to like all countries do it. Hey, all countries Canada have to find Canada a way. promotes themselves in ways, except for the uh, aforementioned sponsorship scandal. Which <laughs> oh, by the way, there is one other one, and, and this is in history. Who remembers Bubbles Galore? This was the this was a scandal also that probably cost somebody their job in in the government because um, it was revealed that a tax fund or a fund that was used for to you know. Um, help bankroll various pictures and stuff and arts projects and motion pictures in Canada. It was revealed that it was ended, that it ended up being used or money was given to uh, a director who made a porn film out of it. That was the <laughs> So Unfortunately, not, since it was a Canadian film, it probably wasn't a good was a porn funny, film. It was, it, was, it was pretty... Like, hey, no, there are some good And I think, and from what I understand, it got some pretty re- bad reviews, but it got <laughs> no. the attention wow. because it got government money <laughs> so um this is what hey what, i think it's a lot that? better than what we funded for people who did nothing at least the guy made the film <laughs> i mean the, the the thing is the, this is so this is still in the end the whole government promotion of anime and manga is really in the end not all that big a deal mm-hmm. it's, it's not uh, going it's, to affect anime and manga i don't think i don't think it's going to affect japan like i don't think it'll affect japan's reputation in a negative way no i think it can only enhance it Mm-hmm. And there's other things you got to remember is that they're using it as a thing. It's like an ad, but it's just using the manga form or the anime form to do it. And mm-hmm. it's not like they're picking things that are going to be overly litigious or problematic. You know what I mean? Because Doraemon is probably the most common one. And Captain Tsubasa in the Middle East is well known. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and they used, yeah, because I think, was it in Iraq? I, I'm not sure if we talk about Iraq. Iraq. And they use it on the, um, the, side of tanks, the tanks and all that stuff. Yeah. And they're saying, mm-hmm. oh, they're not attacking us. I think they're not attacking them because they're not high. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the, uh, the, the, that's uh, beside the point. Of course, the girl in the Gaza script. Oh, Harry. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll just shake our heads at this one. I will say I respectfully disagree. Let's take the break. Bullets coming up next. You're listening to the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com. Uh, today we are in the Chocobo Forest, seeking out that elusive creature, the Otakus Lucidius. 
It's not a particularly shy creature, but it tends to blend in well with the other inhabitants of this particular forest, and it's generally only discernible by its strange call. If we listen, we may be able to hear it. Kookaboo! 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 Ah, there's one now! With this camouflage now broken, we may be able to run it down. Oh, you take that! Oh, flying Simelu doll? Well, I don't get it, but it looks like we've caught this one finally. Well, if you want to hear him again, listen to the Anime Roundtable and Review Sunday nights on Radio TGO, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. God, I hope we have a bag big enough. Listen to the Anime Roundtable and Review live Sunday nights on Radio TGO at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, or download us from your favorite podcast directory. Also visit us at www.animeroundtableandreview.com. Kookaboo! Welcome back. Here we go with the Anime Roundtable Bullets. Um, these are thoughts or little headlines that, which probably don't warrant more than a couple minutes, much less an entire segment, but uh, once in a while something comes up and James can't shut up. <laughs> I thought we were going to make it happen considering what happened in the last... Because it just blows uh, up. It happened, happened in the first part of the movie. And, and you know what? And, and, and this might be a mistake, but I'm going uh, to give the first bullet to James. So what, what, what's on your mind? <laughs> Oh, well, after five hours, we'll discuss it. Anyway, um, it was actually about, we've been talking about dubs and stuff like that, about how certain titles, especially from Genion, went over to Odex, which we have admitted probably is below the standard we expect from an English acting in a dub. Mm-hmm. And so one of the companies that has been getting kind of the shaft from Genion trying to look at the low-cost option because of higher production costs in the U.S., a la Helsing example, which had to be a union dub and probably cost them a bundle, is basically trying to get clients on the low end. And so what they've decided to do is open a new branch, a new production office in Shanghai, China. And they talk about being a global solution basically for also doing dubs in Chinese for Chinese clients but also the big thing is doing a low cost solution at still high quality for them for the North American companies because they said there are actors out there that have the experience they want that are of course Canadian, American, Australian, English, what have you. And so it'll be intriguing to see how that experiment works out. And people are talking about that if is it going to be a full production of course in China if they want that low-cost solution or is it going to be a mixture of certain actors from the LA region doing certain things there and then doing other things over in Shanghai because with the internet and the way communications work now you can pull that off as a two-site thing kind of like what Right Stuff does with Headline Studios some actors on the West Coast doing stuff and then some actors in New York you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. for low-cost options because that's the big thing that's happening now is that people want the quality and when you don't get the quality it starts to affect sales and they're saying again, this isn't selling the and is, then the other, side, get, the other side is and it hurts what the industry. industry wants to do they don't want the thing is if you 
sometimes now it's getting more expensive. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing. The companies want the money, you know what I mean, from the licensing fees and all that. And especially when you have to put all your eggs in the housing basket because you get Crispin Freeman, he's in the union now, and they had to do a full union dub, and they knew no one would accept anything less than trying to get most of the regulars of that cast back mm -hmm. together. So basically, where the dominoes fell, they had to do some low-cost solutions, send some stuff out, basically, to Odex to do things. The quality is better, but as we said before, mediocre at best for a dub. And as we said, yes, the otaku don't mind because, yeah, they're just watching in Japanese, but a lot of where you get your sales, sales especially in North America, is in the dub market. So because people, because even me and you, as we said, we would rather sometimes watch it just in English because, you know what, we don't have to watch the cells, we don't have to follow it as much, you know what I mean? You sometimes um, can yeah, be doing something whole, in the background. That's a, that's a whole scientific argument. But. You know what, well, there are tons of arguments mm -hmm. you can make, but you've come, the industry has matured so much here that we expect a certain level of quality. We're not back in the 80s or 90s where we know we're not going to get the best quality possible. Everyone's developed, and so now higher cost and then they have to do this to us. This thing really caught your attention, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got to read this, read up on this. Cause this Was there any other things you guys wanted to say, uh, counter or anything? I don't any know what to make of it. That's the thing at the yeah. moment. Just have like, to see the product before we can really judge. Well, it's an interesting first step because we talk about global solutions and some people are saying, oh, they're just shipping out to China just like everyone else is doing for the low-cost solution. You know what I mean? Mm. That sort of thing. And I can kind of see that argument. Except, of course, we're not going to get led back in this product, I hope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hopefully Watch what they'll it. do is they'll keep uh, the well-loved, well-known American actors in the key roles and then have the, yeah, that's what the background mean. noise and minor characters that only show up for one episode farmed out to actors in Shanghai. That's, that's what many people were talking about. Yeah, that's and remember, the face of all this is changing with everything that's happened in the last couple, even just the last weeks. I, I think, remember, we talked about that last uh, digest, and I still believe that they will still get work from Genion. Mm -hmm. It's just a different environment, and we still have Media Blasters and Bandai as well. And, and this is like. And they still have their. And they and still have their. part of the environment. And, they, and the other thing, though, is they still have their video game clients as well, because they do a lot of dubs and stuff like that for video games. So it's not just anime and. We're talking about it's video games as well. Mm hmm. hmm. Okay. But they've shown themselves, both Jonathan Klein and Reiko uh, Matsuo, who both have directed some of the shows that they produced and stuff like that, shown to have a good keen eye on talent and a good keen eye of how to run a business and how to run their dub studio and give us a good product. So a lot of people have a lot of hope in what they're doing with this project because it's not like they woke up overnight and said, oh, we're going to Shanghai, we're just going to hire some guys off the street and throw this all together. It looks like a well-planned, oiled machine decision. You just don't go to China and say this is going to happen because, as you know, in China, you have to jump through hurdles just to get things done sometimes. Well, something like that. Well, I don't know what they do, but it's something. <laughs> this is like, you know, I, I have to digest some of this because this is a lot to digest for myself, but interesting. Probably would be interesting just to get emails back on and see where it goes from there and just work it that way. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the one segment we're anyway. missing from this show. It's like a mail An e e segment. email segment. If we actually <laughs> get people listening to this, it's like, you suck. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, um, do we have time for one more bullet? Sure. We yes, time. we do. I think we have time for one more bullet. Okay, I'll, I'll, throw, I'll uh, throw the last bullet, uh, and this one will be much shorter. Um, 
Love hotels make twice as much as anime. This one we have to put one, put in because somebody <laughs> should uh, we do the uh, sister quick, article to that as well? The quick mention. Oh yeah. Okay. So remember, remember. I can't remember. I don't have it with me, but it was the one guy talking about this one love hotel. I can't remember where it was. Oh yeah. They the old, the old school ones, and they wanted to make it a world heritage site because it was an old school type of one. <laughs> Apparently, it's and, 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 and it made me think: What do you have to be to? become a world heritage site we gotta research that and then we'll do a full thing on it yeah um it probably would be an interesting thing it's like hey let's go to this love hotel it's world heritage site and apparently this dude who wants to do this is apparently a connoisseur <laughs> I love it. you make it sound like he's a connoisseur of fine wines it's like he knows the deal it's like it's like oh it's like how do you do it it's like do you swirl it and then it's like yeah sniff it it's like uh um, apparently, this is this was cited by uh, Sarah Chaplin in a book about love hotels. She cites that um, thirty thousand Japanese love hotels more than earn more than four trillion trillion yen per year in profit, uh, which is twice as much as the anime market. Um, what was? Let's see. Let me read this verbatim. Approximately one percent of the Japanese population checks into a love hotel every day, and according to one study. 50% of all Japanese sex... Oh, never mind. Uh, I found that one pretty interesting. Yeah. I hate to tell you, I'm not really too surprised because the thing we got to remember is in North America, we live in a society where we have so much space. Exactly. We have so much... Yeah. Thing. In Japan, it's so confined. Your next-door neighbor, for all mm-hmm. the heck we know, could basically hear you probably doing whatever you're doing mm-hmm. through your walls yeah, so or I any guess, second like that. that, you that, might, that so so you got to remember these love hotels probably have are pretty well soundproofed, very private, very accommodating. So it's kind of the thing. Why not pay a few bucks to have the privacy and the intimacy you expect Especially from this if type you have of to experience? Share your you know what I mean? With your child or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I would think. It's, I is, think it's a is, very realistic um, thing. Anime is is arts and entertainment and an optional thing for for most of society mm-hmm. um okay this is this will sound <laughs> weird but sex is one of those basic needs a human mm-hmm. is a basic human need and we do know actually the other thing is we should mention is we do know about all the rooms and stuff like that and all the stuff they do to make these rooms but i really do have to wonder how many of those hotels love hotels for example in japan are actual ones that have like the crazy themed rooms and how many of them are just your basic nicely done up room I'm that sure, is for I'm sure that'll be a I'm theme sure of an upcoming pop I'm, japan i'm, I'm tour. sure there's numbers yeah and i'm pretty sure this i'm pretty sure this author ha- has a few to bandy about too mm-hmm. who's who is the person that said uh, anime was better than sex <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, they got it wrong. Really wrong. Big time. (laughs) We'll take the break. Back with final insults in a couple seconds. You're listening to the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com. Ow! My buccaneers! Please join me, Cancer, on the Upper Paddle Podcast. This weekly podcast features geek news, reviews, and rants in the subjects of anime, video games, and movies. I share conspiracy theories. The Smurfs are communists. Random facts. There are more bald eagles in the province of British Columbia, Canada, than there are in the entire United States of America. And Podcast Pete gives us the pirate perspective. Arr, this steering wheel be driving me nuts. So go to upapaddle.com or search for Up a Paddle in the iTunes directory. Tens of listeners can't be wrong. Pick up a paddle. It will be glorious.
Boy, we're still recovering from that last bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I found a good one there, didn't I? <laughs> oh, that was a bad, bad choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, well, that's just about it for this episode. So if you want to hear past episodes, because trust me, it gets better. <laughs> www.animeroundtable.com, that's our website. Are you trying to say we're not getting better? That just sounded wrong <laughs> there, too. Sorry. I anyway, www.animeroundtable.com is our website. Check that out for more. Uh, check that out for those past episodes and for more uh, for more on the late more more on the latest on the first ever li- licensed pool competition between myself, James, Dean, and Mohammed. And just a reminder that that uh, on that um, the pool is set to end during Anime Weekend Atlanta in a couple weeks. At which point I'll be safe. <laughs> also, if you want to send us an email, que- an email questions, comments, and the like. You can uh, contact us at our email, roundtable at thecomicden.com. That's roundtable at thecomicden.com. We've only received one listener email in all of our year and a half in existence. Was it and one of your the friends? Ra- huh? Was it one of no, your from friends? A strange, from one listener email from a complete stranger in all, oh. all our year and a half on the air. You shouldn't and admit that. We should have read that. <laughs> that would have been that. like the uh, news and, of the day. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, all the other stuff we've gotten is from fellow podcasters, so that uh, I, I can't say that counts. And from friends, and that can really can't count either. Uh, and, and at the rate we're going, that one listener may win a prize. Also, if you're a regular on Facebook, we do have a group on Facebook. Check that out for regular discussions with casts and f- with the cast and fellow listeners. And finally, I was looking at Podcast Pickle recently, and we, for reasons inexplicable, are now listed in on the podcast top 100. Woo! So, How did we do that? You can pay, Mike. I, I got to know. Anybody. I have no. Uh, I mean, what I, number I are we? All on the equipment. Let me get that. To, get to that. <laughs> so, Zero. So, <laughs> if you're a regular on, if, so if you're a regular on podcast pickle, please list yourself as a fan of this show because I think that's how they base that. That's how they base their uh, top 100, or that's what they base the top 100 on. That. So once again, the Anime Roundtable Canada, number 83 on the pat- podcast pickle 100, and dropping. <laughs> I thought you were going to awesome. say and rising. Um, <laughs> is it golf? Because if it's golf, we're getting better. It's like golf. Lower is better. <laughs> no, on this? Oh, yeah, the lower is better. <laughs> 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 Almost gotcha. <laughs> Time now for final insults. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. So, going back to Tengen, Toppen, Gurren Lagen, I do have one criticism, and that would be the Moe thing. Well, as you might know, I'm not a big fan of the creepier side of moi in which underage girls are fetishized and i find that inherently creepy and so i was absolutely thrilled to see that the main female lead of tengen toppen gurenlagen whose name yoko is an actual woman i was quite thrilled to see that she actually had like a woman's figure and she looked about 20 years old i was like yes finally and it's, it's even gainax like the otaku lords the otaku kings and here they're they don't have some moi blob to fetishize and then i find out that she's supposed to be 14 Um, (laughs) so it's kind of like the the opposite of lucky star where you're like oh great (laughs) but wait because yeah like the things in lucky stars they're all like 17 whatever Mm -hmm. and end of high school but they're all in this moe caricature and it's kind of like what and then you have the opposite effect there i didn't realize the opposite effect of she's 14 but in the fate that can't be right but what the heck gynax and then, of maybe, course, they well, introduced... Well, girls do uh, develop faster, so maybe we give them that. I don't know. 
there's there's just no way. But no, and then of course okay. in later episodes they do introduce an underage girl and they have a beach episode and she's obligatory. Yes. Uh, but then there was a time skip, so everybody's grown up now, and I'm quite pleased about that. So we'll so see. So it all worked itself out. It all worked itself out with okay. the passing of seven years. Oh, so seven years is all it takes. Yep. Okay. Um. Thanks. Other Thanks. than me, I just remembered actually that another thing I happened to watch. I never watched it subbed, but I decided to pick it up because Matt Greenfield and many others have said. That if you want to see Canon 2006 or whatever, or Cerna series that are very, uh, how do we say, very hard to license here because not many people would pick them up, their test with air, I happened to watch it and I actually enjoyed it. It was quite a nice uh, slice of life type of series in my mind. Okay. Like it had, it's nothing great, but it still had this lightness about it that was really enjoyable and stuff like that yeah well it might yeah well it might mean and that. hopefully if i buy all the others and other people maybe try to do their part or maybe just buy the first volume or rent it or do whatever you want other anime companies or whoever will take a look at it and maybe series that weren't possible licensed before will be brought over same with other series like for example victorian romance emma even if it's sub only i think it's great that at least people are taking chances and saying we're willing to give you these titles regardless of price what have you mm -hmm. and yeah who knows um and because of air it might still there's hope for canon 2006 although i hope they uh announce that after anime week in atlanta i think it's probably going to be announced after there's been all the controversy in that but I think it was pretty much given to us on a plier at North and all through the convention season by ADV saying, yeah, it's first, <clears throat> first we have to actually look at air. And I think it's going to be after November when all the figures are kind of out. They'll look at all of air sales, bleh, air sales figures and see from there basically what's going to happen for future series. Thanks. Oh, well. It's a good thought, though. Yeah, sure enough. Um, we talked a little bit about the Nagima live action and the greatest and the greatest se or and Nagima's the Nagima live action's worst kept or best kept secret was revealed a couple days ago on September first when they revealed that thirteen year old Yukina Kashiwa Yukina Kashiwa mm -hmm. uh, who's an mm -hmm. who's a girl will play the title main role of Negi Springfield in the upcoming Negi Man. scared to feel Live how action. that would a go. A 13-year-old girl is set to play... It's like a secret <laughs> sex change. Uh, set, to play, uh, set to play uh, play Negi. And we've seen the pictures. It's, it's you know, it, Maybe she can pull it off. But I, I, I'm, no, pretty I, sure she, the Yuri, I'm pretty sure the Yuri fans are on this already. Well, she <laughs> um, looks... I do admit she does look interesting from the fall. What about mm -hmm. what about the teacher? Were you going to mention the teacher? Yes, and a the, former, here we go, here we go. Like, here, 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 here it comes. Um, what, the rest of the cast was also revealed, including um, the woman who will play Shizuna-sensei, who's... Uh, Shizuna-sensei Shizuna will be played by Nao Oikawa. Um, you, may, uh, you may not quickly recognize her name, but a lot of other people will recognize her as a former porn star in Japan. <laughs> so, I'm so to those of you who will end up watching the series and see uh, Shizuna Sensei and probably will start mentally undressing her. <laughs> you will not have a hard time doing so. There's plenty out there 
to see and download. <laughs> On that note, I should check my BitTorrent when I get home. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what did you download? Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I should go check my collection. So anyway, we'll see you next week, folks. Good night. <laughs>